1490 Sports Betting Radio now presents The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. Rothstein was a hell of a handicapper. I can tell you that. That's how winning is done. Now get out there and do it. Pulls up, three-pointer. Oh, and the Eagles lose. No, wait a second. They tie. Doug Peterson had multiple chances to win the game, and he said, uh, uh, Sir, I'll stay. Sir, I suggest you hit. Unbelievable. Fearless Doug. That was the title of his book. All he had was fear. He has no faith in that team. Carson Wentz, no confidence. It's a joke right now in Philadelphia, but it's not a joke here live in the Prop Swap Studios. Welcome back. Another week, another Monday of The Fix with Ryan Rothstein. We're busy, man. We got a lot going on. And Mondays now, I have a co-host. All right, so for those of you that are sick of hearing my voice for three hours, I feel you. I went out there, and I found someone. And it's not just anybody. This is Luke Pergandy. And you know who Luke is? He's the founder of Prop Swap. And do you know what Prop Swap is? It's not a normal sports betting app, all right? I know you all have FanDuel. I know you all have DraftKings. I know you all have PointsBet. Every single sports betting app that you could have, you have it because you're degenerates just like me, and I get it. But if you don't have PropSwap yet, shame on you. Luke says, shame, shame, shame. And he joins me now, and we're going to explain to you, if you don't already know, and listen, I'm sure there's a lot of you that have the PropSwap app, and I'm sure there's a lot of you that have already made money on the PropSwap app, and good for you. And for those of you that have not gotten on the PropSwap bandwagon, that's why I'm here. That's why Luke is here every Monday night for an entire hour, and we're going to have some fun. So, Luke, what's up, brother? Welcome. What's up, Brian? Not much, man. Now, listen, we got a lot to get into, and you're the founder, like I said. So... And we're going to get more into PropSwap and what it's all about and what separates PropSwap and what makes it unique. But just to give a brief overview of what you do and what your company really is all about. Yep. Um, So we are a secondary market for sports bets. So if you got the Green Bay Packers at 50 to 1 odds and their odds are now 8 to 1, that 50 to 1 ticket is pretty nice. Yeah, it's and not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not a bad ticket to own. No. I mean, it's essentially, I mean, I can I can use this description. It's essentially the eBay of sports betting, right? We are eBay. Yep. We are eBay for sports betting. Um, we charge a transaction fee every time a ticket gets posted, um, which is 10% to the seller. So if you got a $100 ticket on the, green, on the pack at 50 to 1 odds, their odds are now 10 to 1. Um, that $100 ticket is now worth $500. So your options are sell it on PropSwap right now for $500 or wait another 13 weeks of regular season ball. You got another four rounds of the playoffs. This ticket's not going to get paid until February, right, where maybe it will cash for 5000 Maybe it won't. Right. So your options are sell it today for 500 bucks. care less if Aaron Rodgers, God forbid, gets injured or – 
you know, Nick Foles continues to tear it up like he did on Sunday, and the Bears edge out the Packers in the NFC North. Luke's a, Luke's a Chicago Bears fan. I have to disclaim that right now. Yep. So that doesn't – don't turn the dial. Hey. We have a lot of fans in South Jersey. But he's going to be favoriting the Chicago Bears a little bit when he talks, and that's all right. It's okay. Both teams, 3-0, and Green Bay and Chicago, each undefeated. And Nick Foles, just to bring it back local – of course, Nick Foles comes in, and it's unbelievable. Nick Foles, in order to be successful, he has to come off the bench in live action for him to be successful. I mean, he looked unbelievable, but if you start him right out of training camp, he's going to throw four picks. <laughs> that, that's how it works, Luke. I'm just letting you know. Philly knows what, what Nick's all about. He brought us a Lombardi trophy. Um, but, man, that game, let, let's start there, and let's get into some of the prop swap stuff because y- y- you have a lot of the experts, the handicappers, Myself included, and I'm no expert, but I liked Atlanta this weekend. I thought that they were going to bounce back. Quinn's been on the hot seat for 10 years, but he's on the hot seat right now as well. Um, So let's say I make a bet for the Atlanta Falcons, and then I want to utilize PropSwap as I see them crumbling on my TV screen. Talk a little bit about that. Yep. So uh, if you got a ticket from the Borgata or Ocean Casino or Las Vegas, wherever you live, you can post that ticket on a website. We've got an app, of course, have a website. Um, and you'd say, all right, I bet uh, 200 bucks on Atlanta. I want to sell this for $350 because I have a feeling that Dan Quinn is going to do Dan Quinn things and sell it for 350 Atlanta's going to be Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, so how, how did you do in that game? Not you personally, but PropSwap. How did PropSwap customers maybe have some success with that game or any other game this week in the NFL? Yeah. Um, I, at, an Atlanta Falcons future uh, is probably worth about a ham sandwich right now. <laughs> that much? Um, yeah. Maybe just a, a cheese sandwich. <laughs> right. Um, so, unfortunately, the Falcons' futures tickets aren't worth much. Um, but I always say if you got a ticket and you're getting second – you know, feeling uneasy about it, like you might with the Falcons, like post it on PropSwap. Maybe someone will buy it from you. Now, uh, PropSwap is, um, sorry to just jump in there, but it's a lot of people, and even I think the beginners of PropSwap, they think of it as, okay, I'm going to bet the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. And then in a couple months, if I see them at 1-8, and eight, maybe I try and sell it, or, or whatever the case may be. It could be vice versa of that scenario. What about the scenarios if you're just betting a straight-up game? Is that Maybe not the majority of what your clientele does, but I know there's a lot of parlay action. I know there was someone that had uh, a 10-team parlay, and he sold it before the Monday night game last week, and both both sides, you know, cashed in, essentially. Yep. Yeah, so that was, in that example, uh, he had the Raiders remaining. He had a 10-teamer. Um, he bet, I believe, 50 bucks, uh, and he sold it for 3000 um, You know, going into that game, I think most people thought the New Orleans Saints would win mm-hmm. um, and a lot of people did you know, you know a lot of people op- did your options are sell the parlay uh, for you know almost 75 times as money mm-hmm. um, or hold on to it and potentially the you know Raiders win but people had no idea it's Drew Brees um, and the Saints you know at the time they were 1-0 uh, right you know they've now lost they've dug themselves in a pretty deep hole here, but the, a one and zero New Orleans team coming into Las Vegas, like I'd have second guesses about that. Oh yeah, all day. Um, so we sold it, uh, and then the guy who bought it, who paid the seller that money, he got to get the best odds in the country on the Las Vegas Raiders. 
So there you go. Seller gets seventy five X's money. Buyer gets the best odds in the country on the Las Vegas Raiders. Everyone wins. That's where, and that's where prop swaps interesting, and that's why I brought up the example of well, just future bets compared to Joe Schmo just wanting to bet that game straight up. Well, guess what? You can bet that game straight up with prop swap because there's going to be clients that are selling maybe an 18 parlay or maybe a 14 parlay, and they don't want to sweat out another NFL game. They just got lucky and cashed in on the three previous teams if it's a 14 parlay. So now you can go on prop swap Monday night at 6 p.m., whatever time, and you're getting the best odds in the world. You're not going to be able to find those odds. DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, it doesn't matter. Insert book name. It's only going to be available on PropSwap, and that's what makes it really unique. Totally. Yeah. Um, that's that's all we're trying to do to buyers is give buyers the best odds in the world um, and offer sellers a way to cash out early on a futures ticket, a parlay ticket, a straight bet, whatever it is. Um, you know, a strategy that we'll certainly talk about you know, as the show goes on is make two tickets, right? Because if you only have one ticket, I can't sell half of it. I wish I could, but <laughs> you know, we don't have that capability. It's not possible. Set up. Yeah, it's All not right. possible. We got to work on that, Luke. You, you can't rip the thing in half. <laughs> um, so give yourself options. If you got a LA Rams ticket, a Green Bay Packers future, a couple parlays, like make two identical tickets. If you're going to bet a hundred dollars on that parlay, make two fifty dollars tickets. There you go. And we're going to get more into that uh, later in the show because we have John McMullen at ten thirty. We're going to take a quick break in just a minute, and then we'll have another about 15 minutes or so with Luke and I. And we're going to talk about NFL Week 3 against the spread. Luke's just going to join in on the conversation. And it's going to be prop swap focus because it's interesting, right? And that's why Luke is here, because this is unique. There's no other company right now in the world like prop swap. You have DraftKings and FanDuel, right? You have prop swap, and you have no one else. And, and not only is it a way out of a parlay or a futures bet, but I think there's... It's a different type of sports betting. Like, you can approach it like the stock market. You can approach it like, I want to buy now because I think this is low value, and I know the value is going to increase in five days, in 50 days, whenever you think the value is going to increase. So Luke's bringing you a new way to sports bet like no other company really in the world, and that's why he's here on The Fix on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. That's what we do. We get winners, unlike Doug Peterson, unlike the Philadelphia Eagles. The joke of a franchise that they are. My goodness, and I can't wait to talk about that. Selfishly, I like it when things are going bad in Philadelphia because it makes for great sports radio. 609-601-3290. Pick up the phone, give Luke and I a call. 609-601-3290. We're taking a quick break right here on The Fix. The second level. Whose last name would you take as your own if you had to pick one? Asman, Desiree, or Shander? It's not Asman. Ron Asman? Yeah. I think you'd have to go Tony, right? Ron Shander isn't terrible. Ron Shander sounds like a real estate agent. Ron Desiree or Ronnie D. Ronnie D is great. Tony D, Ronnie D. You guys are a couple of brothers out there. The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. 
Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. This is Joe Krause with this week's Financial Minute. One of the most important decisions you'll need to make when buying a home is choosing the length of your loan. Many banks and credit unions offer terms ranging from 10 to 30 years, with 15 and 30 being the most widely offered. Each of these options comes with its own set of pros and cons. Financial advisors agree that a 15-year mortgage is the best choice for those looking to maximize their savings over time by paying off the home and building equity faster. But since monthly payments on a shorter loan are higher, it can be more difficult to budget for them. On the other hand, a 30-year mortgage offers the convenience of lower monthly payments, which can help you if you're building your savings for emergencies and retirement while making payments. Need help finding the right mortgage option for you? Visit pfcu.com for more information. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, not here for our profit, here for yours. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. The secret is out about the award-winning Wycombe Public House. People travel from everywhere for their mouth-watering 10-ounce burgers and the area's best wings, nightly food specials, their turkey ball, and their homemade treats. Wycombe Public House is a craft beer paradise with 18 rotating drafts, including a weekly selection from acclaimed local brewery Tired Hands. So hop in the car and take a drive to Bucks County because when you arrive at the Wycombe Public House, you'll know that you're home. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling. Most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now. BostonScottGolf.com. Use the code Harry and save 20%. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio is South Jersey's home for my guys in the desert. Weekdays starting at 5. I'm Brent Musburger. Join me and the biggest names in sports and sports betting for the latest news and information on the games of the day. We'll deliver all the information that you need to wager and win at the sportsbook. That's my guys in the desert with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Your home with a better network. Ah, what up, what up, what up, what up? Not the Eagles. Not the morale of the Eagles. Yes, I will be making Eagles jokes for all three hours of the show, in and out of breaks. Deal with it. Lunch has been canceled due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. (laughs) 
and the Eagles uh, season potentially canceled due to lack of hustle. Unbelievable. Can't wait to talk to John McMullen at 1030. I mean, injuries, the medical blue tent is standing room only, VIP access, no entry. Everyone's hurt. Jason Peters, I I found out today, and I'll ask John about this uh, in some more detail. He was tired. (laughs) It's like, listen, Jason Peters last year was still, and, and I don't know, Luke, like if you look at pro football focus, they give the rankings of each position with the, you know, analytics. And last year, Jason Peters, old as dirt, and Eagles fans still complained about his false starts and some of his penalties he committed. He was still a top five uh, tackle in the NFL. And PFF. Right, and, and per PFF. So take that for what you will, but f- father time always wins. Like, this dude was going to get old eventually, and it seems like maybe this is the season, and maybe I'm overreacting, but the Eagles are a mess, and that's just one example. Yeah. It's, it's not the, good. The PFF, there's there's it's, there's some flawed logic with it. Um, you know, I, I wish that another competitor came out because I think that allowing one company to measure – like this is guys' livelihoods. The PFF offensive lineman ranking. Like you're impacting how much money they make for by, sure by the millions of dollars because of your ranking. So it's um, a good point. I want to bump the brakes a little bit if we're just going to base Jason Peters' uh, impact solely on PFF because there was definitely false starts and there were definitely drives that got stalled last year solely because of his false starting um, at the left tackle position. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> Him, him being tired uh, should not be an excuse for an NFL player. And they just gave him a raise. Yeah. Right? So they just gave him a raise, like, mm-hmm. you know, 20 days ago. And now in game three uh, <laughs> against the Bengals. Right. You know, I realized that, you know, they got Atkins, but he probably wasn't going up against him at tackle. Atkins was probably on Kelsey most of the game. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. You know, he didn't have a crazy assignment. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's a mess with the Eagles. And... The biggest concern for me um, is Doug Peterson's confidence level in his play calling and his players, like with Carson Wentz and the offense. You know, Wentz, seven-yard touchdown with 21 seconds left to bring the game within one. And I was watching it with my dad and, you know, a couple other, my mom and other people, and it's like, they're going to go for two. Doug's going to go for two. This is what he does. Didn't do it. And it's like, if they're 2-0 and in that spot, I don't think they're sending out Jake Elliott for the extra point. And then even with the decision to punt, you have a 64-yard field goal attempt. Go for the win. I mean, I understand you give up field position, but those are the things that it's a Doug Peterson lock. And this season, it's like, uh uh-oh, things are that bad, huh? (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Once you lose confidence in your roster, that's, that's a really slippery slope. Yeah, and that's all grown men in the locker room. They They see that. You know, they see uh, coach doesn't really believe in us right now, so we got to turn this thing around. And Brandon Graham spoke today, and he said, we'll get it right. And that's what he's supposed to say. I mean, right, exactly. Yeah, no, we stink. I mean, don't watch, you know, go apple picking on Sundays with your wife or girl, whatever you want to do, because we're horrible. You got to say that stuff. But will they actually do it? We'll find out, and we'll talk to John McMullen in about eight minutes from now. NFL Eagles insider joins every night at 10.30. Now, Luke, the Atlanta game was one example of some opportunity for PropSwap customers. Um, what were some other opportunities? What games really stood out from a PropSwap point of view? Yeah, I mean, just finishing up that conversation, you know, we 
we sold Tua to win the Heisman tickets last year at minus 900 odds. And a pushback we always get on PropSwap is like, well, I would post my ticket, but I'm concerned there aren't buyers. Or I would post my ticket, but the price isn't high enough. Hmm. And in a situation like the Atlanta-Chicago game, you have a they had a 99.9% chance of winning up 26 to 10 in the fourth quarter. Just post your ticket. Post it at minus 1,000 odds. Mm-hmm. If you post it at minus 1,000 odds, you're leaving an $100 bet to – uh, collect you know a buck ninety you're leaving nine dollars on the table right like leave nine bucks on the table and see if there's a buyer how does that work for listeners out there so if they say okay let me let me try this this week or let me go put a russell wilson mvp bet and maybe i'll try and sell it in a week Wh- whatever the case may be what's it cost for them what's their flexibility in posting the ticket you know all of that stuff yeah so Cost is ten percent. So whatever your ticket sells for, if it sells for a hundred bucks, we pay you ninety, um, and then buyers just pay a three percent deposit fee. So for every hundred bucks, you got to put a hundred and three into the system. Take three percent there. Uh, obviously, the books charge you know ten percent, right? Twenty percent on futures. Um, yeah. So we think we're we actually charge less than market in most situations. Um, so uh, you post your ticket, you post a photo of it, you enter the ticket's information. It's you know you bet a hundred hours on Russ to win MVP. You're selling it for five hundred hours. You have put up the sale price. You give us your credit card to ensure that once the ticket sells, you deliver the ticket to us. And then once the ticket sells, say some guy in Los Angeles agrees to pay five hundred hours, he pays prop swap. We alert you that hey, your your Russell Wilson to win MVP ticket's been sold. Mm-hmm. You send it to us in New Jersey or wherever your local state is. Once you send it in, we've vowed it with the issuing casino. So we've set up relationships with Borgata and Ocean and, you know, Hard Rock and all these casinos to validate those tickets and make sure they're legit. It's another service we provide is we're a clearinghouse to ensure all these tickets are actually tickets and people aren't printing tickets at home, which (laughs) is certainly a concern in a business model like this. Um so and that's it. Uh, once yeah. we validate your ticket, uh, we that will be validated within three to four business days. Uh, once we get it, and then cash is yours to do what you want. There you go. And you mentioned uh, maybe hesitation in customers, like I, I don't know if I want to sell this, or I don't know if I even want to go through posting it. Well, that's why you have the go for two promotion uh, with Borgata, where. You, you go for two. If you want to bet that Russell Wilson MVP, you just buy two tickets. And then you flip one, and then you can actually keep one and go for the win. So you can essentially have a free Russell Wilson MVP ticket. If not, you, you made a return on your investment, and you still have that ticket, right? Yes. There yes. you go. So if you're ever going into a casino and making a sports bet, like I highly encourage you to now be making two tickets mm-hmm. so that at least you have some options. Russell Wilson is having continues his ascent, but Kyler Murray is also having a really darn good year. Like you have some risk there. Yeah. Right. And if you have two tickets, you at least have the option to sell one of them on props up, hold on to the other one for some upside for yourself. But if you only have one ticket, you can't sell half of it. So I, you know, <laughs> I, I understand the pushback of, Hey, I don't want to get rid of all of my exposure on Russ. I understand that. My, response to you is go make two tickets there you or go take the rust money that i'm giving you in week three today go make a new bet on Russ. Mm. right so yeah. if you bet 100 bucks on him at the beginning of the year he was 14 to 1 odds that would collect 1500 
Now his odds are down to two to one, right? So take yeah. the money from us, take the you know six hundred dollar check from us right now. Go make a four hundred dollar bet on Russell. So now you've free rolled the thing, yeah. And then you got another hundred bucks of profit, and then you go make another four hundred dollar bet on Russ. Like you're you're winning. <laughs> it's all wild. Around. Yeah. No, it's it's genius, and I think that's why I'm asking you these questions. And our plan, Luke, was to get into this later in the show, but. It's so interesting. It's not like boring stuff. It's like logistics that you and I have to go through because, like I said, to start the show, I really believe it's a new way to bet on sports and there's strategy behind it. It's not just getting out of a bet that you made a month ago or getting out of a bet you made a week ago. You can go make two bets on whatever you're interested in betting on, and then you can flip one and keep one. Or you could. There, there's so much you can do, and you can only utilize those types of strategies with PropSwap. So we're going to get into all of that stuff in more detail every Monday night. Luke's still going to be with me here tonight for another half hour. We still have to get into NFL Week 3 against the spread, line movements, some opportunities that customers at PropSwap capitalized on. And we're just going to hang out and talk football like we always do right here on The Fix on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Atlantic City, what up? Did you win any money this weekend? That's the real question. That's all I really care about. 609-601-3290. We are live in studio until 1 a.m. Pick up the phone. Give me a holler. Let me know what you're betting, what you lost on. Bad beats. Backdoor covers. And the Eagles. Tied. John McMullen has all the lovely details. Next. The second level. The fake news, the third story, which is Jake Asman schooling you yes. on a tweet I sent over the weekend. This is the result of that said tweet. I got to talk to the guy after you who tweeted out that a new name was going to be announced in 15 minutes. Did you see that Yeah, tweet? so I think Aton was making the joke basically being like, oh, we have a bad PR story. Well, let's announce a new name so no one's Thank talking you. about Darius. Well, that was a bad joke. It went over my head. Yeah, he fooled you. See, I'm on Aton's level there. He was doing a little, like, joking troll being like, oh, watch them put out their name now. No one will talk about Darius. Guys, we'll be talking about their new name. That was awesome. And thank you, Jake Asman. Look at that guy standing up for me, and he said even I'm on his level. Jake Asman is on the second level. I was trying to bring you up there with that joke on Friday. I can't believe, of all people, you took it literally. The second level with Aton Shander. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Finding the right lawyer for your legal issue can be a daunting task. Researching the internet, calling law firms, and trying to get a lawyer on the phone can all be a nightmare. And then you might not even find the right lawyer for your situation. My Lawyer Tree takes the hassle out of finding the right lawyer. Go to mylawyertree.com or call 1-833-LAW-TREE. That's mylawyertree.com or call 1-833-LAW-TREE and let them do the work for you. It's free, quick, and easy. My Lawyer Tree, when you need a good lawyer, now. I'm Joe Krause with your Home Improvement Minute presented by Russell Roofing and Exteriors. Potential upcoming storms may leave you and your family with unexpected roof damage or property damage. Russell Roofing is here with emergency services and wants you to consider these suggestions. Things you can do from the ground. Look for cracked, damaged, or missing shingles, moss, loose nails, and uneven or indented shingles. Inspect your gutters and downspouts for dents and an accumulation of roof granules. And when you have a question, call Russell Roofing at 215-887-7800 for answers. Inside your home. 
home, take notice the water spots on the ceilings in your attic. Look for water damage in particular rings around the nails on the ceiling and feel to make sure there is airflow. And most important, don't delay. Go to RussellRoofing.com. Two S's, two L's. That's RussellRoofing.com. I'm Joe Krause with your Home Improvement Minute. I'll see you at home. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. Before you play your next round of golf, meet Boston Scott Golf, where style meets performance. You know the feeling. Most of your golf shirts are too big, too tight, and don't look great. Get the classic style golf shirt with the modern feel and let pure feel take over the next time you play. BostonScottGolf.com. Boston Scott Golf. Feel good, play good, and enjoy a great round of golf. Visit now. BostonScottGolf.com. Use the code HARRY and save 20%. AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio is South Jersey's home for my guys in the desert. Weekdays starting at 5. I'm Brent Musburger. Join me and the biggest names in sports and sports betting for the latest news and information on the games of the day. We'll deliver all the information that you need to wager and win at the sports book. That's my guys in the desert with me, Brent Musburger, right here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Your home with a better network. Welcome back, everyone. The Fix. We are live, coming to you live in the Prop Swap Studios. The Prop Swap Headquarters, South Jersey. Had the honor and privilege to have the founder of Prop Swap, Luke Pergandy, join me for the first half hour. And now I have another honor of John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider, join me for the next half hour. And then Luke. Again, from 11 to 11.30. It's an exciting Monday, except for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right, John? Well, it's always exciting for the Eagles. Depends how you look at it. If you're looking for success, uh, not that exciting. But uh, if you're looking for dysfunction, if you're looking for a a good uh, soap opera, the Eagles are, are always the way to go, I think, in this town. Yeah, they're always there for you when you stay home from school sick. They're the soap opera that you can't change the channel from. It's like, how did I just watch four hours of that? But I did it somehow, Um, and that's how I felt after watching that Eagles game. One, before the game even ended, I said multiple times, this game is extremely boring. (laughs) And the Eagles looked awful from start to finish. They had 
no business of winning that game. They had no business of even being in that game. Carson Wentz now leads the NFL in interceptions. Fearless Doug Peterson, as you wrote about John McMullen on phillyvoice.com. Make sure you go check out that article, folks. Doug was scared to death, and maybe it's just flat out he doesn't have any confidence in his guys right now, and I don't blame him, but just there's so much to get into, John, so you can take whatever you want from that rant. Yeah, I I mean, it's understandable. I I think it is. You know, if you think about Doug Peterson since he has been back here as the head coach, um, uh, that has been – sort of his calling card and, and aggressiveness and his own book was, was entitled fearless. And he remember he took sort of a backhanded uh, swipe at Doug Marone in, in that book about how um, uh, conservative he was in the AFC championship game uh, and said he would never, ever, ever do that. Well, he just did that against the Cincinnati Bengals of all team and week three of an NFL season. And, you know, I, I saw some people, Ryan, and, and by the way, because this tie could help them down the road, no question about that. Uh, so from a statistical standpoint, if you're just crunching the numbers, you're not getting it. You're not understanding the problem. Oh, wait, John, the problem John, is, John, I have to cut you off. I never cut you off. Yeah. I'm sorry. but And you're probably getting to this, but here I go. It, it's better than a loss. So, yes, it helps them well, statistically yeah. because it's better than a loss, but – that doesn't mean that you should play for a tie, in my mind at least. No, we're, we're you know, it's against the cardinal rule of Herm Edwards, as I said. You play <laughs> to win the game. And that's what uh, Doug Peterson has always kind of stated, and as I said, by his aggressive nature in the past. And more so, as, so the point I was, I was, I was going to make is that, okay, you know, this division is so bad, Ryan. <laughs> we can all agree on that, yeah. right? So there's a tie game, and you actually pick up ground in the division because everybody else lost. So, yeah, from a mathematical standpoint, you know, I hate to say nerds, analytic nerds, whatever. of course it helps. Uh, that's not the point we're trying to get at. You, you are showing something to your team. Just as I said last week with Jim Schwartz, I was very impressed by the fact that uh, he took the blame. He fell on the sword and said, hey, it was my game plan that was so bad against the L.A. Rams. I said on the show last week, he doesn't believe that for one second. He was trying to bolster. He's trying to build up his locker room because mm-hmm. he needed those guys who looked so poor uh, against the Rams. Uh, to get right back in in it from a mental standpoint. So I thought it was a good job of coaching from Jim Schwartz. In this case, Doug Peterson can lose that game. You know, Jake Elliott can miss a 64-yard field goal. Probably would have. I'm not saying he's going to hit a 64-yard field goal. Uh, He can go for it on 4th and 12. Carson Wentz can make another boneheaded play, throw an interception. Uh, Even worse, take a sack. All of a sudden, the Bengals are in field goal position. They could win that game. So bad things could have happened. No question about that, obviously. However, you're, you're signaling to your team, no, you know what, this is the Philadelphia Eagles. We're playing the Cincinnati Bengals. That's an organization used to losing. They expect to lose. They're waiting for the other shoe to drop. And by, by trying to go win the game, whether it's field goal, whether it's going for it, with 19 seconds left on the clock, 
you're sending a message to your team. And by not doing it, by doing what Doug Peterson did, he sent a message, and not only to the offense, but to the defense and to the special teams that I don't think you guys can do this. So I'm trying to get out of here with a tie against the pitiful Cincinnati Bengals. That's a poor coaching decision. And by the way, Doug woke up today and admitted that. So anybody oh, talking about obvious you know, math equations, yes, a tie is better than a loss. We all know that. That's not cutting edge. Doug Peterson did a bad coaching job, and as I said, he woke up and he admitted it because he knew it. Yeah, but that's <laughs> great. You admitted it. You won the press conference, Doug. I mean, but he, he knew in his mind, I'll, I'll apologize for this later, but I, I cannot afford to lose this game. You know, that's, that's just the bottom line. Well, that you was know, his line the interesting thinking. thing with that, Ryan, he could afford to lose it. Who cares in this division? Yeah. He could afford to lose it. No, you're right. Okay. You didn't pick up a half game. So what? You're still a game out of first place. It's all going to come down to the two games against the Dallas Cowboys. This game against an AFC foe, by the way, will mean nothing as far as tiebreakers mm. down the road. And in essence, meant absolutely nothing in the standings. He could have lost it. And that's my point. So when you're, when you're in this situation, and by the way, more likely than not, he's going to fail on 4th and 12, and the Bengals are not going to do anything with the football, and it's going to end in a tie anyway. Right. However, if catastrophe does happen and you do lose the game, it's not that meaningful. So that's my point. And, and you know, these decisions are hard. I'm not trying to say they aren't. Uh, in the heat of the moment, you don't have time to think about it. You don't have time to look back in hindsight, which he did after it, it thinking about the situation, saying, yeah, I probably should have done that. Uh, so it, it's easy to say it, it, afterwards, but in the moment, the right decision was to try to go and win that game. You're probably not going to do it. You're probably not going to lose it. It's going to end up the same way anyway, but you sent that message to your team. And, and, and again, worst-case scenario, doesn't really matter that much even if you lose it. AFC foe, terrible division, you didn't pick up a half game. Big deal. Quick update on the Monday Night Football game. Chiefs 27, Ravens 20. Fourth quarter just got underway. Live spread, minus 7.5 for the Chiefs. The total right now, live 61. Money line, minus 770 for the Chiefs and plus 550 for the Baltimore Ravens. I don't hate those odds. Uh, But back to this conversation, John. Okay, there's a lot there. And one, you don't have confidence in your team. You sent a message to your team. You sent a message to the locker room. And I said that before I went on air uh, to Luke, who's in studio with me right now. And my thing is this. I don't think the defense played that badly yesterday. So it's not like you're sending Carson Wentz back out there if you miss that field goal. You're You're sending your team out there who hit uh, Burrow over 10 times in the first half, three sacks in the first half. He's sore today. All right, Joe Burrow is sore today. The Eagles did a decent job, and I'm not giving them credit because that team's a joke, the Bengals. But they were playing decent, the defense was. Yeah, especially late. I mean, Fletcher Cox really dominated at, at the end of that game and, and certainly in overtime, and they sacked Joe Burrow eight times. Part of that is the fact he's a rookie. He's holding on to the ball a little bit too long, but – 
I mean, eight sacks is eight sacks, and I think if they did win that game, that'd be something you'd, you'd look at and try to build on and say, yeah, the defense got after it, at least from that standpoint. I, I mean, there were some – obviously everyone focuses on the injuries to Dallas Goddard and Sean Jackson on the offensive side of the football. The Eagles were on fumes um, from that standpoint when it comes to playmakers. But also they lost Devontae Maddox, so they had Trevor Williams out there. Uh, which is not necessarily where you want to be. So injuries played uh, certainly played a part in it. But, yeah, I mean, it, again, you're talking about 19 seconds. And remember, okay, if you run the play, whether it's a field goal or, or you're going to go on it fourth and 12, again, it's very unlikely you convert either. No one's arguing that. You're going to take six, seven seconds off of that. Yeah. So then you're talking 12 seconds left in the game. If you can't hold the team and understand, look, Bengals have no timeouts, by the way. Add that into the equation. So they got to go to the sidelines uh, to try to get out and, and try to push the football down the field and, try, and have time left to kick a field goal. Again, the, the, the negative aspects of that decision were so minute, you try it. You try to win the game. And I bring up Graham Edwards again. Because that's such a famous quote. That's what you're out there for. You're not out there to play for a tie. And by the way, you know, COVID-19 plays into this as it plays into everything. I think there's such booze if there's 70,000 fans there. I think Doug immediately revisits the decision. It's a good point. And they go for it. Um, so, so I think that played into it as well. And, you know, we haven't even gotten to Ryan. And the regulation when you when you score the I touchdown. I was waiting to yeah, I was waiting for you to wrap up there because I just wrote that down and I'll I'll tee it up for you even though you just did. I, I think that moment and that decision was more surprising to me. I don't agree with the overtime decision, but it, <laughs> I get it. Like I get it. I think it's a horrible decision, but I get it if that makes sense. As far as the uh, fourth quarter, twenty-one seconds left run by Wentz, that's a Doug Peterson. That has Doug Peterson going for two written all over it. If that team's 2-0, and if the division isn't as bad as it is, I don't know. It's a lot of ifs there, but I was shocked he didn't go for two, almost more so than the decision to punt in overtime. Yeah, I was shocked as well, and that's what I asked Doug immediately after the game because I was so shocked at it for a number of reasons. For what I just said about the Cincinnati Bengals as a whole, their 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 mentality is they're going to lose the game. That's what I said. I mean, that's just what they are at this point. They haven't graduated past that. They they assume, and I joke. The only person who tried to win that game less than Doug Peterson was Zach Taylor. I mean, that organization expects to lose each and every week. And I guarantee you, from a mental standpoint, that defense is saying, "Oh, here we go again. Twenty-one seconds." We give up the touchdown. That, to me, was was a point where you seize it, and not only because of that, but also on top of it, you do have the injuries. And Deshaun Jackson is not in the game. Dallas Goddard is not in the game. And you're down. The Eagles came back. And for all the criticism of Carson Wentz, I'm going to give him credit, because he led that touchdown drive, and his receivers were Greg Ward, John Hightower, and Deontay Burnett. 
And, you know, I'm saying to myself, okay, you're on fumes as the Philadelphia Eagles on offense. Not only is your quarterback playing pathetically and his accuracy is still an issue, he's obviously struggling um, from a mental standpoint and and a confidence standpoint, but he fights through that and gets you in the end zone and go for the win. You're on. You got nothing other than Miles Sanders. Go for the win right there. We're talking to John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider, right here on the Fix live in the Prop Swap Studios, and we talk to John every night from the Prop Swap Studios at 10:30 p.m. Follow John on Twitter at JF McMullen. What about Miles Sanders? The uh, over under on total yards going into the game was 109 and a half. He finished with. 107. Uh, had a good day. Do you think they used him enough? Is that a crazy question with the 107-yard stat? Uh, what did you take from that? Uh, no, I, I would have liked to have seen, because we talked about it coming in, uh, Cincinnati was 30th in the league coming in, allowing uh, 185 yards uh, on the ground. And, and he played well. Now, the thing, and, and Doug talked about this today at his, at his Monday press conference. Uh, Miles is still, and Miles has admitted this uh, last week, not necessarily after the game, but he didn't have uh, a training camp. And obviously nobody had an off season. but he, he hurt his hamstring pretty early in camp, and he had mentioned uh, the conditioning is not necessarily there uh, after week two. Um, and Doug kind of intimated the same thing in week three. It's not there yet. So um, I, I think they would like to get him uh, a little bit more touches, certainly in a game like that. Uh, but I do think he's not uh, up to where he normally is from a conditioning standpoint. So I think that played into it. And he mentioned that number, by the way, where he's just under. He would have been way over. If Carson Wentz just throws a simple throw on that wheel route, that's a touchdown, uh, and, and that would have put Miles Sanders way over that number. Uh, but he continues to struggle with his accuracy, and um, it doesn't seem to be going away at this point. Yeah, what a Sunday for Philadelphia sports. Jimmy Butler goes to the NBA Finals. Nick Foles. I love Jimmy Butler. So do I'm I. rooting for Jimmy Butler. So do I. Um, I think he did a great job when he was here. I think he exposed Brett Brown. I think he exposed Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, he should be here. Uh, I don't know if the Sixers would have made the NBA Finals. Probably not, but they'd be in a better spot. If With they that still team had last year. Butler, I will say that. Yeah, I-, I loved that team last year. At least last year's team that lost to Kawhi on the quadruple doink, you felt like they could beat anyone on any given night. This year, I didn't think they had a shot against any close. legitimate yeah, team. So that's the difference. Um, maybe they don't make the finals, but that's a big difference in less than 12 months. But Nick Foles looked great, uh, and Carson Wentz just – How about Nick Foles? I love him. I, I, I have never seen a career like Nick Foles. The highs, uh, unbelievable highs, the unbelievable no, lows. There's never an even keel with Nick Foles. He's either – Looking like a Hall of Famer or looking like uh, just the worst garbage quarterback you've ever seen. He can't just have a normal game. 
And, and that's sort of like Nick Foles. And now he's going to be the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears, which I think is so interesting because I've never seen a quarterback controversy on a team that's 3-0, <laughs> and they have it. It's pretty amazing. I mean, is it much of a controversy? I, I guess it could be. If now, he, Nick's, Nick's the starter. but If he um, goes out and th- plays poorly, you know, then, I mean, they can't yank him again. We've well, seen you know, crazier I, things. Well, hey, he's not going to stay healthy. So they're they're going to go back to Trubisky at some point, um, and and by the way, Nick's a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky, but you know Ryan Rossi might be a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky. So no, I'm better than a I'm lot not, of quarterbacks. Yeah, you know I give Matt Nagy a, a lot of credit uh, for winning games uh, with with Mitch at quarterback. So. I mean, Nick will get his opportunity, but his history is his history. The guy can't stay healthy for 16 games, and never. And now it's only, obviously, 13. But until I see it, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's fair. That's fair, and it's going to be an interesting story, and and we'll continue to discuss that here on the fix uh, at 10:30. John, let's let's talk about Carson because we touched on him. Obviously, um, we talked a lot about Doug and the decision making and. Wentz doesn't look like he has any confidence. He's there was excuses being made after week one, after week two, but here we are after week three. And from John McMullen's eyes, from your point of view, John, how are you feeling about Carson Wentz right now, and how concerning is this at this point? Well, I don't know how he can feel good. Um, uh, how how could I will say I, I could never have pictured any point that he would play this poorly um so yeah i I mean i i'm stunned by it i i don't think he's ever been uh the greatest mechanical quarterback i don't think he's got great footwork i don't think he ever has uh that was one of the issues when he when he came out and uh john d filippo and frank reich were here and trying to stress that every day to improve that but you know you you guys are in the studio watching Kansas City, Baltimore. I mean, those are two superstar quarterbacks, MVP quarterbacks. They don't have great mechanics either, and that's what Carson yeah. Wentz was able to do in the past. He was able to make plays, maybe not at, quite at the level of those guys, but uh, the plays, those types of plays are becoming less and less, and the mistakes are growing, and I, I think Pro Football Focus had that tweet out today that uh, turnover-worthy plays from quarterbacks, Carson Wentz leads the league with 12, and second is six. So he, he's doubling uh, the next worst quarterback as far as making mistakes or giving opportunities to the defense uh, with poor, either poor throws, poor decision-making, whatever you want to call it. Now, I, And I would argue that. Uh, I would add that uh, as well, Ryan. It's not only the accuracy, it's the poor decision-making. Yeah. And you saw that pretty consistently. I mean, at the game, we have a better view than on television when you see things uh, sort of from the eye in the sky view. And there was this one, I mean, John Hightower is wide open in the middle of the field, just broken coverage, busted coverage, right in front of Carson Wentz's eyes, and he doesn't see him. It's just, it's strange to see this regression in year five, and I, I can't figure it out. The only thing I, I can put some kind of semblance on, I mentioned this last week, is it, not only did, 
we talk about no off season for everybody, but also Carson had a daughter and he was focused on other things that, by the way, are far more important in life. And I don't think he spent a lot of time on football. And I think <laughs> that's insane. He's, he's fighting it right now. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying you're right, and that's insane. <laughs> like it's, it's not an excuse, and I'm not saying you're making excuses for him, but I, I don't know. I, that's I'm, not an excuse. He's yeah. got it. I mean, other guys have had kids. I mean, uh, they find a way to do, you know, both, yeah. and 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 that's just everybody's got things in life. I I do always say with players. I mean, you know how fans are. They don't think of players as human beings. Uh, and they do have things outside of the workplace that they're sure. um, interested in, uh, concerned about. And in the case of, you know, that was a big moment for him, and he was thrilled to be a father, and uh, as I said, rightfully so. But you do have to find that, that sort of uh, middle ground where you can also still work on your profession. And by the way, I have no idea if that's the reason for this regression, I'm just trying to come up because I've never seen anything like it Me to either. see somebody regress like this in year five. And uh, we're running out of time, unfortunately, John, but I'll give you about um, 60 seconds to answer this one. And you and I have talked about this a lot, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, that dynamic. And I've implied for years now that Doug Peterson doesn't really know how to game plan and call plays with Carson Wentz as his quarterback since the injury in L.A. in 2017. Is Doug Peterson making Carson Wentz's life easier and Carson's failing, attempting to make his life easier, or is he making it harder? I mean, what else can be done? No, I I, I blame that more on Carson than Doug, and I'll tell you why, because he did have success in 2017 and and before, and it's the same guy, it's the same quarterback, the same aggressiveness. So I I put, you know, the Eagles still at that time, even with all success, believe me, I would talk to Frank Reich and and John DeFilippo and Doug all the time, and they had their frustrations with Carson Wentz. And they constantly have used this term, let the offense work for you when they're talking about Carson Wentz. And that's the difference between Carson and Nick Foles. Nick Foles would do exactly what he was told. He wouldn't question. Carson's a a different type of personality, and Doug admits that. And he says he wants to be more involved in in the game planning. And Doug used the term unclutter for Carson again. So we're talking, it seems like we're here every year. You and I talk about this all the time, Ryan. Simplify. We're already here in week four and they're going to simplify to unclutter for Carson Wentz. Well, we'll see if um, keeping it simple is stupid or not stupid, but uh, not good. 0-2-1, of course. The Bengals, three ties in franchise history, two of them against the Philadelphia Eagles. John McMullen, thank you for your time. John joins me live every single night at 10.30 p.m., live in the Prop Swap Studios on AM 1490. And you can catch John every Saturday morning on Extending the Play from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. All right, John, go enjoy uh, some football. All right, thanks, Ryan. No problem.